All right, here we are again, STC Pod. Talking to the mic. Episode 251. Yeah. Of your favorite podcast of the Blue Cartridge Club. We blew right by 250 without fanfare. Yeah, because you don't prep anything. Good work. Good work. You do not prep unless you're talking about food or some goofy musician. That makes no sense. The problem was Pissy Pants came to town last week. Oh, well. So we had to fight through an entire episode to get that out, even though we had nothing but joyous things to talk about. Last week? Yeah. What did we talk about? Last week was... Bill went to a concert. Boring. Bill went to Berry Game Exchange. I was there, so Bill I knew everything already. A bunch of company over. Had lots of fun on a barbecue. I and was all that invited. Hmm. Hear this? These chairs are rocking. Don't come knocking. I I congratulate you on finding a new level of passive aggressiveness on the release of last week's episode. What was what? What was that all about? What was that all about? Because that show was in the can on, like, Monday night. And I had to wait for the artwork till Thursday night. So who's Thursday, being passive-aggressive? Thursday, supper time. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it was probably even before that. And I sent you a nice note to alert you that everything no. was ready. You want me to look up when that note was? Go ahead. Prove me right. I. Yeah. Then you'll just see a whole list of text messages from me that you didn't answer for the whole week as well. Yeah, because I was angry at you. Why? I don't know why. Yeah. Scrolling through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what day was it? That's you. Okay, those are your messages. Yeah, that's me trying to reach out to you the entire week. No answer. Uh, art is there. You sent it to me Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Art is there. Yeah. And I said, nothing. that's good because I'm not. Nothing. You said nothing. Yeah. And then you helped We off. were done the record Monday. Yeah, and I had company for the entire week. So really, they yes. couldn't spare you for 15 minutes to do that fantastic artwork that you do. Well, it was, uh, I think it was done and probably uploaded, but I had to send you a note that late cause you still haven't released the episode. Then how would I know it's uploaded? Why would I bother mom? All you gotta do is go, well, I know I can rely on... I guess I better check every hour on the hour <laughs> until it shows up. I have an extremely reliable partner, so I'll just go ahead and put the episode up. Because I know the artwork will be there waiting for me. Even though he's had company all week. So I should have put the episode up the Monday then. Right after the record. Well, that doesn't make sense. Because that's not our release date. I don't care. Our release date's whenever I feel like it now. <laughs> oh, now it is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. This is what I got to put up with. Laziness. Who's, Who's passive aggressive? You are. You are. So that was ultimate passive aggressive. You waited. You waited like, three days to do the artwork. When was it on Friday? It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. It went up Friday at 10 in the morning. Crazy. No. Yes. No. Way yes. later than that. It was long enough for people to like reach out and ask for it. We have a whole four listeners, and you managed to piss them off. So congratulations. This week we're down to two listeners. Two from what? More dumb. We, got a hundred, <laughs> we have hundreds. They have the same Fandango. Well, this is a good a segue, as they say. Let's just get Lotus Corner out of the way and address the comments, because we haven't been able to do that. So why don't you go ahead? <laughs> yeah. There hasn't been any comments. Yes, there has. So pull it up in your phone, Lazy. Yeah, go ahead. I will do the cartridge. I don't club. know. Where where do I get the Lotus one go. from? Well, I'm sure Lotus left it on the YouTube. No, he didn't. 
Did he? I will address the Cartridge Club one. Well, if go you ahead. go to cartridgeclub.org, you'll find our forums there. And uh, under 250, actually, we didn't do Lotus Corner last week either, did we? We're not going back that far. Let me just look. 249. How do I find us? Uh, 249, I'll give a big shout out to James Retropixel who launched that thread for us. You already did that. And 250, uh, Josh, let's just uh, pick Josh here, Frantic yeah, Society, right? writes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's listen to the episode. I'm trying to find the message. you know how your phone works, Dad? He goes, jealous of both the Rackon Tours concert and BGE. Uh, he goes on to say, Sean also seems like the nicest and most humble guy in the room. I'd love to meet all of you sometime. Who said that? Josh Frantic Society said, oh. uh, Sean seems to be the nicest and most humble guy in the room, which is a great compliment to Sean, but it's kind of a sideways shot at the rest of us in the room, isn't it? I don't care. <laughs> Thanks, Josh, for that comment. Yes. Sean is a super nice guy, super cuddly as well. I can't find these comments. Do I got to log in as us? Oh, my God. Just go to our YouTube channel. I did. And look at last week's episode I and did. read the comment. I did. There was no comments that popped up. Look, I'm here. That's the last, that's the last video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, you have to... Scroll down, Dad. Get to the comments. Oh, I didn't. I missed that part. Oh, thanks, Lotus, for leaving a comment. Good guy. Can I go? <laughs> well, sounds like another great show, guys. The Bill BQ sounded like a lot of fun. I'm surprised with the amount of music knowledge you both have. That you didn't know about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre being Apple employees. Dr. Dre was an icon in the 90s rap community, along with his record label, Interscope Records. Dre and Iovine started the Beats Company back in 06 and in 2014 sold to Apple for $3 billion. That long ago? I oh. forgot about that story. Along with the deal, Dre and Iovine became shareholders and employees of Apple. Finally, Iovine, Eddie Q, and Trent Reznor basically created what is known today as Apple Music and the rest is history. The history behind how the stuff we use today gets started, how we use today gets started is amazing. What? Well, thanks for the show, guys. Well, thanks for the comment. My friend... Lotus Stark. Thanks for uh, the enlightenment again, Lotus, as normal. Yeah, I'm still undecided if I'm going to do... I might hold off on those headphones because they're 300 plus. Um, and there's some other stuff I want to get in the meantime so I can... I've got five pairs at least of the Apple plug-in earphones that I need to go through. Mm. That I've been... Mm. When I see new ones, I, I pick them up. I, I find beats are overrated anyway. So, um, I wouldn't recommend a pair of beats. I will buy them because you don't recommend them. No, if you're going to spend big bucks, buy real headphones. 300 not. is not big bucks. Push the glasses up. <laughs> Wag that chair some more. I know, this thing is squeaky, man. <laughs> There's a chicken here. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> I'm enjoying it too much. Is that your rhythm? I got no rhythm. Oh, well, it lasted I just a little there. while. Then you just stop, right? That's yep. that we just experienced. And then I go to sleep <laughs> instantaneously. <laughs> no build up of speed or anything, nope. just uniform rhythm. And then it ends. And then snoring. <laughs> oh, this is corner. And then for my other note. Squeaky, squeaky chair. Oh man, how's the uh, how's the new car running? Pretty good. I'm at uh, uh, 
I think I'm already at like 1,500 clicks. What? Yeah, man. Man, it seems a lot so far. No, it's been what? Over... Are we three weeks in? Four? Yeah, I don't know. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Haven't washed it yet, which is unlike me. But uh, that's why I got white, so it stays nice and clean. And then I got those WeatherTech formats, so they fit nicely. Yeah, I saw you pull in behind me today at work. Um, beautiful brand new car. You probably have 15 different new high-tech ways to listen to music and stuff in your car. And I can see in your windshield, you got the dorky uh, earphone earbud stuck in your ear. Ear, I had one earbud yeah, that right. I was listening to one of my podcasts. I told you why. Because All this I don't technology wanna, in the car. I don't want to do the podcast through my phone because then my phone has to go Wi-Fi to the car and then it drains the battery faster. It goes Bluetooth and I don't think it's a substantial... The car has Wi-Fi. But it would go Bluetooth or hardwired if I wanted to. Yeah. And then you want me to use the built-in tray charger, mm -hmm. but then I got to take the case off the back of the phone to do that. Mm. So that's not going to fly. Mm. Why would they put a charger built into the car if they know everyone uses cases on their phones? Well, maybe it's your dorky case. This case is just a piece of plastic, man. There's no metal on it. It looks kind of metal-y. As in metal, as in it looks cool, yes. Mm. There's no metal on it, though. Regardless. Your Bluetooth, it would be fine unless you're leaving the display on the whole time. No. And, uh, well then, ditch mm. the stupid earbuds because it's illegal, for no, one. No, it's not. And then why do you have all those other times prior to these Bluetooth connectivity if you wanted to talk to someone through your phone, you could put the earbud in and then talk through the earbud. Yeah, one. That was illegal? One. Which is what I had in. And that was just talking and conversation, not music or whatever. They don't know that. Uh, listen, I just, I know you have trouble enough driving. I would rather you have all your senses uh, fully going. Listening to someone talk is not distracting compared to listening to blaring music. Listen... I kind of feel like I have to defend new car ownership nowadays. They seem to be taking quite a, an attack uh, on many fronts. New car ownership. Yes, we all are aware that cars depreciate the second you take them off a car lot. However, there is a certain joy in the ownership and luxury of a brand new vehicle having the latest features the latest safety advantages, the best warranty and peace of mind that comes with it all, as well as the new car smell. There's nothing better than that new car smell. You still got the new car smell, or did your new mats ruin it? It's still there. Okay. If anything, the mats would keep it in. Well... And the smell, the new car smell is actually just the smell of the plastic and, and leather seats. No, it's the smell of the carpet. Mm, the fresh no. car carpet, actually. Well, then mine is fresh because even prior to putting in the WeatherTech mats, I did not step a foot on the actual floor mats. I used garbage bags to keep them clean until the new mats came in the mail. Uh, you're not. I'm so, just saying your new mats, they would, you know, if they're new, they probably have a pungent rubbery smell and might take over the new car smell. And that might, uh, that would be heartbreaking to me to lose the no, new car smell too there. early. It's still there. But, you know, there there's this big attack on new car ownership. And some people uh, place like this Scotty Kilmer guy on YouTube upon this high altar and pray to him and his knowledge. And uh, I've checked him out. And uh, sure enough, He's, uh, he's an old-timey uh, mechanic. He's very smart, knows his stuff. Surely I'd take my older car to him to work on. He knows what his, knows, knows the biz, knows what he's doing. But uh, 
if you go deeper into his videos, you'll actually see he makes a lot of factual mistakes about stuff. For instance, he was uh, comparing newer Mazdas to uh, his favorite brand, Toyotas or whatever. And he uh, commented how Mazda is still putting these crappy transmissions from Nissan in them and how the reliability has gone terrible or is always terrible with Mazda because these terrible transmissions they get. Well, if if you go down, you got to go through the comments of this guy because he gets fact-checked in the comments. And sure enough, people point out that actually Mazda changed from those transmissions like eight years ago. But he's still lambasting them, newer models, for this transmission they haven't had in eight years. Uh, so you got to fact check the guy. You got to fact check guys. You know, there's benefits to buying used. There's benefits to buying new. It's, it's, uh, no one, no one is a dummy for doing either. And I think even, uh, there, there was a Scotty Kilmer video where he admits his son had uh, bought a new vehicle and he's like, oh, it's okay to buy a new, new vehicle if you're going to keep it a long time. Go ahead. If you're gonna keep keep a good Kevin, you're gonna keep it a long time. Go ahead and buy a new vehicle. It's fine. Who's this guy you're talking about? Don't worry about it. He's a car guy on YouTube. Some people hold him on very high esteem and uh, start Are, following his word like what, it's are you the talking gospel. About Kevin, I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just saying some people. Because I did listen to that episode. You know, and speaking of facts checking, uh, uh, Kevin got the price wrong for that Resident Evil that I sold and the system that it was for. It was a sealed Resident Evil 2 for the PS1, not the PS2. Hmm. And he dared mention money, Joe money, because that's got to be a big secret. I dared not listen to our last episode because... Oh, I edited it, don't worry. Yeah. I made it sound good. Oh, I bet it sounded freaking awesome. Always does. Is Everything's a big secret. All I tried to talk to you about was oh, your wallet. Don't make me edit this one. You, Hey, go ahead. Extra work. Nope. You are crazy. Why? Why the anyway. secrets? Why the secrets? Why? Since we're speaking of cars, you've been... Um, oh. I did a bit of uh, facts checking myself oh. and, and got my... Uh, I know someone who works for Honda... So I know you've been looking at their passport. Well, maybe that's a secret. That you're looking for a new car? Yeah, maybe that's a secret. I thought you've been talking about it on the last couple of shows. No, I have not. Yeah, you have. No, I have not. Yes, when I brought up that I was looking. Okay. I thought that's you edited it. it out. That you're looking for a new car? <laughs> what? What do you have to say? Nothing. You're looking you... for a new car. Maybe people can suggest something to you. Because you're looking at the Mazda CX-9 or the Honda Passport. Now, the Passport is bigger trunk space, which you want. But it only has the two rows of seats, whereas the CX-9 has smaller trunk space, but it's got three rows of seats. But you mentioned you don't want to be a taxi driver Yeah, for a big group of people. And you've always been a Honda guy, so I think you should just go with the Honda then. Know, know what you got. Yeah, I, I've, uh, especially turning to Mazda was kind of shocking for myself. But uh, that CX-9 looked so good, I had to take it for a test drive. And my God, that thing is really cool. Super cool beast. Drives really good. Only has a four-cylinder in it, but has some kind of dual-stage turbo in it where you don't have to get like up to high speed before the turbo kicks in. There's a there's an immediate turbo and then there's that upper end turbo and it delivers like 300 foot pounds of torque. It's like, it's like really uh, impressive for its segment. However, it has a third row that only seats two people back. It's a very small third row. Um, and it is an impressive looking vehicle, but very, it is like a crossover where it's kind of like a souped up station wagon, maybe. I kind of get that vibe from it a little bit, even though it is very sporty. It's got really nice lines, but it is like a muscly 
station wagon. Maybe that's because I'm looking at the Passport so bad, and I love big, boxy vehicles, and that's what the Passport is. It's rugged looking. It's not it's bo boxy. It's boxy, but not in the bad way. It's boxy in terms of, uh, to me, it's more like an aggressive boxiness. Yeah. Not a, not a complete square box of uselessness, you know what I mean? It's got yeah. style. It's got style to it. It's got... It's got a style to its boxy look that's appealing. Yeah, they basically they took a pilot, they chopped six inches off of it, widened the wheelbase, raised it an inch, yeah. um, tuned the suspension a bit better, 20-inch rims on it. It's a pimp. It is. It's pretty nice. And uh, price is comparable to, you know, if, if you put that Mazda side-by-side, side, prices are comparable. Now, the Mazda has some options that are really cool and the passport has options that are cool so it's like which one it's crazy i can't i'm keep going back and forth in my mind the mazda was so fun to drive though it really was i reached out to uh, sean p1 and told him that i was thinking about mazda and because he's a big mazda guy he was he was vibrating with excitement over the thought of someone else getting a mazda because he loves them so much but uh, I'm teetering more towards the passport at this point. So how long are you going to take to decide? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Plus, i got to decide if I want to spend that kind of money a month. Uh, or what, just go back to a Civic? Oh, I'm not going back to a Civic. I, well, need, then, I need space. Well, then what are you going to do? Well, I could not buy anything. But I'm not. I, what? I, I stick with your Civic then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I get so much pleasure in my life having new vehicles, taking care of new vehicles, waxing them and washing them and shining them and driving them around. That is one of my pleasures that I, that I like. There are people that don't give two shits about cars, right? And they don't mind buying a, or keeping a used car and not worrying about, you know, shining it up and all that stuff, vacuuming the carpets, all that business. So when my cars get older, especially mine now, because it's, you know, what, six years old now, over 200,000 kilometers, every creak, every noise it's making, I'm like, ooh, is that a $2,000 repair? Uh, I don't know. You know, it just, it, it grates on me, plus knowing every day the de depreciation or trade-in value or resale value is just, you know, trickling away. It's like a... A monkey on my back driving a, I don't want to say older vehicle because it's only five or six years old, but yeah, I got the itch. I got the itch. I wish I didn't have the itch. I wish I could go another five years without a car payment, but it's what happens every time I get a car that's more than five years old, I get the itch. So, but. Well, you do do a lot of driving. That's uh, the thing. Commute driving. So it's. That's, a, that's what I tell. You know, you want to have that consideration in terms of something reliable, uh, you know, especially come the winter time. Um, mm. and then like you said, you've got the possibility of extra repairs that are going to start encroaching upon you. So, you know, you start taking preventive measures by possibly getting a new vehicle. That's so why I tell these sales guys, it's like, I got to be right about this. I'm sorry if I'm taking two, three test drives, but this thing is like my apartment, basically, because I'm in it for two, three hours a day. It's got to, it's like my apartment. It's got to be comfortable. It's got to suit me. It's got to fit me like a glove. I got to be happy with it. And uh, so that, that's why I'm taking this. I take it seriously. I, I uh, it's got to be a new car for me. Yeah, I, I love going new. Mm -hmm. Although that's not to say if there was like a demonstrator on the lot with under 10,000 kilometers, I'm fine going that route, but the savings is negligible. No, because point. I did that. I almost, I, I looked at the option of taking the, uh, the test drive vehicle, which was a vehicle from one of the employees that just literally drove it, uh, he lives east of where I live by about 
I don't know, another 10 or 15 minutes. So it was literally straight highway driving, 18,000 clicks on it. So it was time for him to hand it over and get a new one. Literally, the savings would have been dollars. Yeah. In terms of monthly payments for a car that has close to 20,000 on it. Mm -hmm. So it's, I was better off just going brand new. Yeah. So it's true. Now, uh, let me tell you, if you're looking at Mazda, their warranty here in Canada, uh, bumper to bumper to three years, unlimited warranty. That's staggering. Unlimited kilometers, I should say. And the powertrain is five years, unlimited kilometers. So for a driver like me, that's, that is a selling point right there. Unlimited kilometers. That is something else. Because hmm. that's the thing. When I get these warranties, I, I blow through them so quick with the kilometer usage. Another selling point for the Mazda. However, Honda, I don't think you need the warranty, right? It's going to stay reliable for you and can get a good uh, resale. I think especially the Passport's going to have a good resale value. Well, you would know better than I would. I don't know. Someone will clip that and show it to me in seven years when they were a massive <laughs> failure. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing if they're a massive failure. Then they become collectible. So, who knows? You know the one car that really keeps its value? I th And I'd be tempted by this if Toyota were to bring it back into production, that FJ Cruiser. I found that ugly, actually. Not ugly. Hmm. It's a I wouldn't say design ugly, but more so how they did the two-tone where the roof was... Mm -hmm. um, whatever a different color than the body right it's a weirdo vehicle but the roof wasn't like it didn't look like it was it was flat metal it sort of had like that rigid um, you know it wasn't smooth right it was bumpy was it I never felt one yeah it was, it was weird <laughs> <laughs> the off-road guys too say that they outperform the, the Jeep Wrangler like, yeah, no but you, you don't want to be taking stuff off-road, man. Yeah, you do. No, that's how you get the bumps and the jingles and all that, the noise and the uh, creaking, man. There is, if you get an off-roader like that, you really got to have even some fun with, on the trails. Even with the Jeeps, man. Forget it. Well, that's, they're, they're not made like they used to be, man. Well, that's the problem with Jeeps. They're, they fall apart. They do. They're made like crap. But the Toyota FJ, you know, that, that thing will crawl rocks. Supposedly really good. And shockingly nowadays. Why, why do you bring up it wanting to crawl rocks? Where would you be crawling rocks? Well, you I, would tip it over and crush your roof. No. Yeah. If you, no. You, you got one guy spawning you, for you. You would take it on too high of a slant. No. And then freaking boop. That's funny. On your roof. The FJ actually had like a, uh, the, uh, on the indicator, a dashboard, you know, the ball that shows you the horizon. Yeah. So you could see your degree of uh, tilt, like a, on an airplane. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know why you're describing this. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, so that's where we're at. All right. Decisions. Bye. But I appreciate you uh, helping me out and coming up with some numbers from your people. Well, if it works out for you, like I said, I told you what to do to go back with them at. That hard number, man. Uh, yeah. They're not going to go lower than that. I don't know. Of course, you go on the internet and you find all these victory stories, right? There's apparently a lot of room there in that price but that's in the states too you know where money just falls from trees discounts fall like uh, manna from the heavens not here in canada no so we don't all have q dog money it's funny though walking into honda it's like instant two thousand dollar discount just for walking in just say i want a discount well, how's two thousand off <laughs> it's like no, there's no discount it's built into the price mm. Nothing's, nothing's free. And then I was on another website, a Canadian dealer's website, who was offering this 
$2,000 uh, dealer credit, right, on the, any make. And then it would also show your uh, loyalty cash as well if you were already a Honda owner. And then it said, oh, these don't stack, though. They don't stack. So you're going to choose the 2000 You can't use the 1000 And then I looked at it, and the 2000 their MSRP was actually jacked over the official MRSP. <laughs> so 2000 just took it down to the normal. Yep listed price and then your you know one thousand or whatever would be but, the discount no so, surprise jesus guys come on well good luck with whatever you get man i know you'll make the right choice in about two more weeks that I, the time constraint for me is I'd like to move on to something else so I can sell my winter tires I have for the Civic. You know what I mean? Before, because if we wait too long, we're in the winter, and then the opportunity to sell them before winter is gone. So that's the only time oh. time crunch I see. Yeah, I got to get my, uh, I still have my Mazda winter tires. I got to get those listed this week. Or this weekend, or tomorrow, whatever. I still don't know why you haven't looked to see if my Civic winter tires fit your Civic. I don't know what to do. How do I know if they fit? Well, you look up what your numbers are, what tire numbers are. What? What do you mean, the size? Because the last two generations, not your generation, but my generation and the one before, no, no, not the one before, but... Um, yeah, kind of the one before, used the same tire size. Because my last two Civics used the same winter tires. I could move them from model to model. So I don't know. But yours is completely new gen, so probably not. What size are your tires? I don't know. Okay. Why, why all the car talk today? Is this a car show? Yeah, the new uh, car show. New car. New The new car guys. Joe Money. Joe Money presents the new car guys. Every five years, we'll talk about new cars. You know what I, uh, well, if you're listening to this and you haven't done it yet, it's too late to do it, but I pre-ordered my River City Girls for the PS4 today from Limited Run Games. Today was the last day to do it. And you said, make sure if I spend stupid money on stuff, you tell me not to. Just like the no sugar. So uh, that's out the window. The no sugar thing. I'm still on the no sugar in terms of still haven't had any fast food, like fries, burgers, anything like that. And I still haven't had a pop. Hmm. Mm, I'm trying to think because we had some food. Still brought haven't in on the had weekend. a pop. Yeah, I had the bottled water. <laughs> really? So, and I don't miss the pop because at home I drink the uh, carbonated water in the can. And it's just that the, the, it's just the, the taste of the carbonation, the feel of it. Again, watching you waste money is like a sport. Dude. You should have a channel just dedicated to people <laughs> watching you waste money. You have a soda stream. So why are you buying cans of- The cans are more convenient. Uh, and they're the same price as, uh, or cheaper than if I was to buy like the same case of Coke. Yeah, but you have a soda stream. You're, you're not listening. No. You have the soda stream. So that negates all that stupid cost. And no, the soda, I bought soda water in the yeah. cans. That is more than double the price no, of regular soda. No, it is soda. not. Yes, it is no, so. No, it is not. It is so. Plus you get the wee little cans. They're the same size as a Coke can. What's a wee little can? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. What brand? Blue brand. <laughs> blue brand? Yeah. What the hell is that? The blue. The blue. PC blue thing. The blue blue brand. Dude, that stuff always costs more than regular. My wife wouldn't buy it if it did. Why would you buy it at all if you have a soda stream? We don't use the soda stream anymore. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thank you, Giuliani. 
Well, give it to me. I'll use two. Giuliani. What's that got to do with it? Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. He just he always goes on TV and confesses to stuff. <laughs> People. I never <laughs> bought the Soda Stream, and I never intended to use it. Bring it to work, dude. No. <laughs> Why not? Let's use it at work. No. No bringing stuff to work. I think that's a great idea. Anyway, still no <laughs> pop, still no fast food. This is just uh, spending money. But I have uh, had the odd snack at nighttime every now and then. I've allowed myself little cheat munchies at nighttime. Wow. But I'm most proud of not having any sugar. Okay. So no, no, no. Don't say not having sugar. Not yeah, even not having any sugar in my drinks. Yeah, okay. So I've saved considerable money also not eating fast food, like ordering two combos for one meal. So there, that's how I got the River City Girls. But uh, as well as not spending money, you told me, and probably on this very podcast, under recording circumstances, how you're done I'm done. No more stupid fucking games. I'm done with this shit. Well, this is everywhere. A, no, no. River City Girls is a good game because I was also a fan of River City Ransom no, back in the day. As if you played that. Yeah. It's too much I was action. A, that was you. a rental, by the way. So, yes, I did play it. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I saw my buddy James playing some River City Girls on his uh, Twitch. That confirmed that it looked good. So I did it. Respect. Where are you going to put it? On my shelf. Really? There's shelf room? No. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on top of something on top of my shelf. Uh, uh, you know I'm a big uh, Jim Hansen fan, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you know it was been? it's the 20th anniversary of Farscape? No. So this is another thing I'm going to buy. Oh, you! there's no way you were a Farscape fan. I totally watched oh, it balls. on TV, dude. Oh, now it's cool to lo- to know about Farscape? I liked it because, as I, as I previously said, I'm a big Jim Henson fan. I'm sure I brought it up before and you said it was stupid. No, not Farscape. It's probably something else you were talking about that said it was stupid. Uh, 20th anniversary of Farscape... They've got the complete series on Blu-ray with the Peacekeeper Wars two-part finale miniseries, plus 15 hours of archival footage. Yeah. It's going to be dope. How much? I don't know. doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I remember shopping for Farscape on DVD back when TV series started coming out on DVD, and it was one of those series that was crazy, stupid, expensive like uh, Red Dwarf, and they'd give you a little piecemeal, like a couple episodes on a release kind of thing. And it was pretty frustrating to shop for. And then finally they'd put out entire seasons, and then finally they'd put out the entire series in this giant box, but it would be like three, 400 bucks or something crazy. Mm. Uh, yeah, I go back. I go back with Farscape, man. I actually, I, I ran it. That was one of I I aired that show. I we ran it in syndication in the afternoons, if you can believe that. I still have my. Um, speaking of how expensive stuff right was, when I used to work at Blockbuster, here we go. I bought my VHS uh, Sean Connery uh, box set. And I remember that was like eighty nine dollars before tax. Back then, I still have it on my shelf. But talk about <laughs> that almost a hundred bucks for like seven VHS. That's yeah, cheap. That's seven. Yeah, I remember for a hundred bucks back then as a dumb little kid working at Blockbuster. Okay. All right, I remember the VHSs when you're renting or whatever. My sister rented a movie, and uh, as she, she was taking it back or something, anyway, she forgot it in her car. Right? And what happens in a hot car to VHS? Right. Melted. Right? That ever happened to you? No. So, 
the, they wouldn't take it back. So she had to pay the retail on it, which I think was $80. And the movie was... Um, Maybe or more, because usually... Hmm. I guess it would depend what it was, because I remember hearing stories like they were over 100 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that, the early uh, Columbia House days, where they the VHS Columbia House? I never got VHS from Columbia. Yeah, and they'd list some prices over 100. Anyways, it, it was some terrible movie about, uh, it was about a baby or something, this woman... Uh, has to take care of a baby because her sister died or something. And uh, what the hell was that movie called? You know, it'll come to me eventually. Not a movie that you want us to waste $80 on. It was just a one-off kind of rental. Mm. And uh, yeah, she had to pay some big bucks for that. I hope I'm right on those figures. You never know. What the hell was that movie called? Hmm. Anyways, it was a good deflection from Farscape right there. Because you knew I'd probably ask you a question or two about Farscape. I don't remember their names. I remember it was the, the black-haired chick, uh. the pretty boy guy, mm -hmm. the alien with the long hair, the, the blue chick, uh, the bad guy who had the uh, cross tape all over his face, <laughs> and uh, he had like the battery nuclear energy cells that would pop out of his ears. Mm-hmm. What was the ship they were flying? Uh, it was some sort of living entity being. I forget what it's called. The Enterprise or something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, because the ship had like an attitude. And whenever they had to get away from somewhere or something, they'd be like, the ship doesn't want to go. <laughs> we pissed her off. Yeah. I just remember it was so well done. It, I got pissed at the end when I heard it was going off the air. And I'm like, why, why don't more people like this, watch this thing? I don't get it. There's nothing like it on TV at the time in terms of that kind of quality with characters and puppetry. I'm dying to remember what the ship was called. Was it like Mother or something? Or, um, hey Siri. Here we go. What was the name of the spaceship in Farscape? Okay. I found this on the web for what was the name of the spaceship in Farscape. Check it out. Moya. Ah, yeah. Is a female Leviathan transport vessel, living sentient biomechanical ship. That's it. I remember. I, the wanna, name. I remember the name Leviathan. I'll tell you a crappy show that I had to stop watching on Netflix. And it's Farscape ran from '99 to 2003. Hmm. I thought it was shorter than that. I started watching this show called The I Island on Netflix. I as in the letter I and land. And it's a special limited series Netflix called it. And it was at the top of the Netflix page. So I gave it a go because it looked kind of sci-fi kind of, you know, kind of like a lost thing where these people wake up on a beach and they have no memory of who they are or where they came from, but they're placed upon this beach in very specific measurements and everything seems to be of purpose, the way they were laid there and the things that arrived with them and they uh, embark on, you know, trying to figure out where they came from and how to survive on this island and then explore the island and see what happens on the island. This is just so poorly, poorly done. Poorly, the, the acting is like so bad. The writing is terrible. I, I hate watched about three, four episodes before I gave up. It's just don't go there. It ain't worth it. It's not worth it. I wasn't even listening, so I don't... No problem. Quality conversationless. I heard of the island and then I thought of the island of Dr. Moreau and then that's my brain went off and I started <laughs> thinking about that movie. And then you said, don't bother watching the show. And I said, good, I won't. So I started watching between two ferns, the movie and it's pretty funny. Oh. It's immediately funny. So give that a go. <laughs> oh, that's uh, silly stuff in it. 
I've never watched an episode of that. Oh, but I know of course it, not. I know what it's about. Well, I, I got other shit to do. Sorry. Got your free time. I kind of thought the way they were advertising it, it was just going to be like a clip show of all of the stuff. But it's it's actual, they put something together. It's actual movie. It's kind of like a uh, mockumentary style. Story of uh, two ferns. So. Mm-hmm. See, now I started thinking of uh, Where the Red Fern Grows, that book that they made you read in school. No, I didn't read that. And then that had me started thinking of uh, Farley Mowat and the dog who wouldn't be, <laughs> and then the boat who wouldn't float. Well, he's on fire today, folks. Got a special, special uh, Joe today. Read all three of those books. Now, something else that's been on that uh, I've only been able to catch a couple of is... Uh, Ken Burns's latest documentary series on PBS. This time, I think the last one he did was Vietnam. This time, he's done country music, and uh, so a few episodes I've seen were actually really, really good. You Isn't know? he the photography guy? No, he's a famous documentarian. He's done documentaries on baseball, World War II, Vietnam. And what's that Ken Burns effect that, that they do in the editing apps? That's because he crafted this effect of shooting stills where you pan or zoom or go across a still. That's his. That's, that's his. what I said, Ken Burns effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So right. this is about uh, country music. The episodes I saw were like right in the quality area for me, talking about Johnny and Waylon uh, and Willie and Dolly and uh, it's it's pretty good. It kind of jumps around. It'll just latch on a person and t talk about his story for about fifteen minutes and then latch on to. Well, let so me ask you lots this: lots of size happening. In it. When do you, I started thinking about when do you have the free time to watch all this stuff? The when everyone else does. When. What do you mean watch all of this stuff? That's an hour at night to watch this documentary. Document. You don't just watch an hour. Well, yeah, because I'm watching it live on TV. I, and then what? What do you mean? That's why I didn't get to see all the episodes because I'm missing it because it's live on TV hmm. this past week. On what channel? On PBS. And then the Netflix stuff is when I'm laying in bed uh, ready to go to sleep. I'll watch like 15 hmm. minutes of a show. Mm. Still sounds like you got a lot of free time. Mm. No. That you, that you could put towards uh, more productive things. Mm -hmm. Like what? I finished... Um, I finally finished Persona 4 Golden. After 86 hours. That's that's the kind of stuff you could be doing. Yeah, that's. Though, when they were doing the ending scene, I nodded off for a minute, so I missed a part of the ending story. So I may have to go back and to my last save file and because uh, uh, something happened to a character, and then I I don't know how what happened next. Well, that's not surprising, is it? It's surprising no one right there. I sold my copy of that game, didn't I? At the Berry Game Exchange. Why? Because I knew I'd never play that piece of shit. That, really? Persona is a piece of shit. Well, I like the stuff to happen, not watch that a movie. Is, that is one of those games where you are playing constantly. No, I saw you not playing constantly. When you put something in your lap and not touch it, that's not No, playing. when you're in fights, you can hit, uh, you press the triangle button, and then that puts it into uh, automatic fight mode where they just... <laughs> use whatever weapons are That's in hand <laughs> and attack enemies. But then depending on the enemy's resistance, you may have to get out of that mode to cast spells and do other things and heal your characters. But if your characters are strong enough and you're just building up, uh, you're doing grinding, then you do the automatic fighting to save yourself the button mashing of having to... Oh, to play. Save yourself the video game play. Right? The video game. So anyway... Another one knocked off the backlog. That's how champs play. Frustrating. How's that frustrating? 
My PVR is piling up, man. It's like crazy. The whole another season of Preacher just piled on there. Still haven't seen the oh. last season. I got two seasons of Preacher piled up there. Uh, what else is on there? I was going through it the other day. I, there's still old episodes of uh, Westworld I haven't finished off yet. I gave up on that show. It's like, what the hell? And But today, while we were sleeping... Well, I was sleeping because we worked overnights. I don't know what you're doing. <coughs> Two power hits in the house. Mm. And then when I got up, the old uh, receiver didn't turn on. I gave it a power cycle and nothing. So I don't know if it got fried or what. Could be. More to come on that. Probably your neighbor's microwaving. <laughs> but I think if it's fried, no, I'm not going to say it. I'll keep that to myself. You do the old swappy swap? No. Just, uh... Gotcha. Uh, maybe. For some people that works. It doesn't work for, for me. It doesn't work for me because there's nothing... I enjoy, uh, like, going through the channels because I'm... Uh, that's uh, what we came up with you know I like going uh, through the channels I watch lots of regular TV I like not catching to mention, shit live not to mention sports so it does not work well because part of the deal is you're going through the, and you remember show, oh yeah I watch this show I'll yeah. check that out you know, I, you, go to, I go to 1300 and if I see a movie on there that I want to watch especially at nighttime, I'll just leave it on there and watch it yeah even if I've seen it a million times it's fun pretty in pink that's all you do. That's what I watched the other day. But you're right, my PVR, uh, this is a premiere week. Premiere weeks for uh, new oh, shows on TV, so. No, no one should be taping those shows. My PVR is lit. No one should be taping those shows. I watched a uh, season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight. It was delightful. No one's looking for that. I am. It was very good. And I watched the, uh, the other night I watched the series premiere of Stumptown with uh, with the hottie chick from uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. She's a tough-talking private eye. Colby Summers. Such a well, brand new concept. She's an ex-military right. who's... Uh, she doesn't take guff from nobody. She's got PTSD, and uh, so that plays into part of the story. They didn't do the promos right. Which is another thing that pisses me off. Oh, really? So you mean it's it is actually got some substance to it's it? It's got backstory and substance, and they didn't do the promos right. So okay. I'm glad I actually watched it. Um, one, she I find her, even though she has no jubblies, I find her still attractive, and uh, it was a pretty decent story. You know what caught me? We're speaking of things on the movie networks. I just catch you and you throw it on. I. I'm a big lover of uh, Turner Classic Movies, of course, as you know. And uh, they put on The Marathon Man. I was caught it just at the beginning. And I thought I had seen it before, but I hadn't. And the way the guy, you know, they have guys come in and they tee up the movie before it starts. Right. And the way he teed it up was total um, not what happens in the movie. He just did it kind of... Uh, flippantly, for those that seen the movie, go, ah, yeah, I see you. That's a funny joke. And those that haven't seen the movie be, okay, yeah, I want to see that concept. And it wasn't that way. It was completely, uh, this makes no sense if you don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, Marathon Man was with Dustin Hoffman and Lawrence Olivier, Sir Lawrence, and um, that he teed it up as like, Dustin Hoffman is this uh, kid in New York that uh, has trouble finding a dentist. And when he does find one, it's uh, more to be had. Anyways, it is like uh, Sir Lawrence is this uh, former Nazi, you know, concentration camp dentist that did all kinds of terrible things. And there's this big, big old story going on of why he has to get to New York what he's got to do with the bank and these people and uh, Dustin Hoffman does somehow trip into the whole business 
But, uh, oh, who else is in it? Um, Roy Scheider shows up. He's Dustin Hoffman's brother, apparently. And I still don't know. Uh, this movie, they waste zero time with exposition. Zero time. You'd love it. So you got to pay attention like a mother effer to figure out what's happening in this movie because they explain nothing, nothing. Roy Scheider's there. Boom, then he's not there. Maybe he is there. I don't know. I don't want to say a ruin for anyone, but check out Marathon Man if you want to see some old school filmmaking where they do not, um, you know, uh, baby feed you the plot. Like, you got to be strapped in and paying attention and hold on for the ride, and it was excellent. Sounds good. Yeah. And another thing I like about... Uh Flipping through the TV channels, especially this time of the year. Halloween's coming up. And the movie channels have these runs of horror movies back to back to back to back. Yeah. Which is awesome. Dude, check out Turner Classic Movies in October. Because they show, like, really awesome, like, 70s, 80s yeah. horrors. That's what these do. Because you think Turner Classic Movies, you think it's just 30s and 40s stuff. But they, they go the whole gambit. All right. Big pause. All right. We got to wrap this up, dude. Yeah. Good I, got, I haven't eaten yet, so I'd love to eat. That'd be nice. Good record. Yeah, Crushed right. it. Well, it's um, something. See what happens when I care, P1? See what happens. P1, when, P1 says I don't care. When pissy pants isn't. You don't care? P1 says that. He did? Yeah. Did he have a On sit down with you? Latest episode of Game Buzz. What? Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I don't forget Boom. that. And now you owe me $5 for that discount you gave that, uh, the other ship buddy of yours. <laughs> I, I want that five bucks now. Ship buddy. Ship. <laughs> ship. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, check us out on all the, uh, internet stuff you can find us on. Right? Yeah. Like the website. How about you throw our episodes out? Oh, there? running out of time. We gotta go. Don't forget to go to cartridgeclub.org and you can find our forums over there if you want to talk about this episode or any other old episode. Look for us over there. Of course, this episode does appear on YouTube as well. That's another good place to leave comments. That's where our buddy Lotus Stark does. And uh, easy way to consume the episode. What else? That's it. What else? We gotta go. Okay, uh, yeah, you can find our website, stcpod.com, and uh, yeah, it's there. Our webmaster is working hard, making that the most worthy destination of your internet travels. Well, he's the busiest guy. Sometimes things have to take a backseat. All right. Thanks, everybody. Post and post it. <laughs>